welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Manscaped and brought to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today I am rocking solo. Ethan is busy, he's in class, but I have a special guest for our listeners, a former Husky. Uh, this Husky recorded well over 200 tackles in his career here in DeKalb. This former Husky linebacker once recorded 17 of those tackles in one game. A former All-Max selection, Mac Conference champion, and now a successful musician and member of the Edmonton football team of the CFL. Huskies on tap listeners, I'm pleased to present to you Antonio Jones-Davis. Antonio, how are you today, man? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Brendan. Hey, absolutely a pleasure to have you on the show. You know, you, you you graduated in 2019. You were a part of last year's draft class, and now you have an opportunity with the CFL. How are you able to, you know, stay in such great shape and continue to have these opportunities present themselves for you? Man, it's just that hard way mentality, that never quit mentality. You know, um, you might get knocked down once, but you got you to gotta, uh, get back up and keep fighting. And I, I live by that. And, like, I just – Football is my passion. That's what I want to do. So I get up every morning and I go to work. Yeah, and honestly, you know, we've had plenty of guests on the show, Coach Jackson, some of your defensive, you know, teammates, Trayshawn Foster, McKelty Williams. A lot of people have always talked about your hard work, your mentality, and, and you know, how much of an animal you are between those lines. I got to ask you, as, you know, someone who came out in last year's draft class, a lot of people lost workouts. Who did you have workouts scheduled with before, you know, this all kind of shut down? Um, I had workouts with the Bears, Packers, and um, the Dolphins. I, uh, I physically wasn't even going to be able to do it, do any of those things. I just with the timeline with my injury and everything, I, I really didn't get healthy until around August, like like August, September of this year. So so I wasn't even going to be able to do any of those workouts. But I had, I had workouts with the Packers, the Bears, and the Dolphins. Yeah, and then that kind of leads you into what your next opportunity was with the spring league and with the timeline of that all working out. The, you know, the games were, I believe, on FS1. You had a couple former Huskies down there. I know Jalen Embry was down there. Were you able to uh, get out on the field? Were you fully healed by then? I ended up deciding not to go to the spring league. Um, I just felt like at, at the time, at the time, I just felt like it wasn't for me at the time. It was a great opportunity, but – I wanted to continue training. So when I when people see me, they say, oh, firm is back. Uh, but when they see me, they know like I'm back and I'm better, basically. So I just want to put the best product on the field. As someone who works on the business side of sports, I do know the Spring League is a great opportunity, but it's not an opportunity you get, you get paid for. It's something you actually come out of pocket pretty heavy for. So I do understand that situation. But take us through uh, the moment you got the call from Edmonton, because the CFL is a very reputable league. A lot of people go from straight from college to the CFL, and it's a little bit different than the NFL. You know, you, do, you got the high motion, the receivers in motion. But how were you able to get in touch over there with the, the people uh, over at Edmonton? Um, I got to give a, a shout out to my agent, Sean there. He stuck. He's been sticking with me through the process. He helped me get into the spring league. And after that, they followed through. He said, fine, I'm going to keep working for you. Yeah. And I would say like a month, a month and a half, two months later, he called me and told me that he had been talking to Edmonton and some other CFL teams. And I want to say with like within within a day of him making that call, they sent a contract offer over the next day. And from there. 
that's so awesome to hear. And, and for those of you that don't really know the agent world, Sean actually played football at the University of Miami. And he has, he's just got quite a few clients in the NFL and the CFL. Uh, I do pay quite, quite close attention to the agent, you know, stratosphere, because that's what I'm going to school for currently. But talk about the CFL. So you're a linebacker that, you know, you can really get sideline to sideline. Have you seen those like high emotions and some of the crazy stuff you're going to be going up against this next year? Yeah, it's crazy. We've been on. Um... They gave me film. They gave me film to watch and everything. And so they play with an extra man on the field. Yeah, it's a lot of motion and a lot of moving parts. But if you keep your eyes focused on your keys, you'll be fine. I feel like I'll be fine. This at the end of the day is just football with a little more moving parts. Hey, absolutely. You just got to adapt and adjust. And you've been doing this your whole life. It's it's what you were built for. So I mean, just going over. You get to go over to Canada. You get to travel a little bit. Leave the states. That'll definitely be fun. When do you report to camp? Um, I want the first week of May. First week of May will be a rookie mini camp, and then the following week it'll be a tra- uh, team training camp. And the first preseason game is, I want to say May 29th. So the season's over the summer, correct? It's like uh, I think like June through like August or September. So, yeah, June through the uh, the last regular season game will be like October. Oh, October. And the championship game is um like a couple of days before Thanksgiving. So, it'll, you know, November. I'm going to have to go out and get that TSN subscription for some of our Huskies that are playing on the other side of the border. Cause there are quite a few that are over there. I saw uh, Juwan yeah. Skane is over there. Um, Smalls is over there. I think he's with Edmonton as well. Yeah. Uh, Smalls on the same team with me. See, so you got some friends over there on the other side of the pond. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about getting back out on the field? You know, we've, we've seen through your career, you've had some pretty long-term injuries, but you've been able to bounce back and stay the same. What are you looking forward to most about getting back out there? It's just that feeling, just that feeling of being able to accomplish something and just like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like I, I just had that desire to like, to prove, to prove myself right and to prove my haters wrong at the same time. I feel like a lot of people forgot about me and a lot of people like gave up on me um, when I was like going through this injury process. And I just want to show people that I'm still the same and that I'm coming back better. I think you put that probably the most perfect way it could be put. I've said that very statement in my life. You know, at the end of the day, you have to do things for yourself it's cool to prove people wrong, but you have to prove yourself right before you can prove anyone else wrong. So I'm glad you said it that way. And, you know, your life is a, you know, a perfect representation that I, I know some of our listeners probably follow you on Instagram. We see you out there every day in the morning, afternoon and night training. I saw you were out there with the, with the guys from gold feet, uh, gold feet global. I know they train with a lot of NFL players. So I know they probably put you through the ringer the other day, but uh, do you train with any like CFL or NFL guys or maybe even former Huskies down there in Florida? Uh, so I've been training at Bomberito since August, and man, you, you got uh, NFL veterans coming through there every day who I train with. Right now, I've been training with um, Adrian Colbert, um, Anthony, and Anthony Harris from the Vikings, and Noah Spence been out there. Noah's been out there with me the last couple months, too. Um, it's a lot of guys come through there, though. And I was going to say, Harris Harris has really – his stock's really been rising the last few seasons. And I know the Bears actually almost took took a stab at Noah Spence, but he was with – was it the Bucks the last time he played, I believe? Uh, I think he was, with the, he was with the Saints. With the Saints? Yeah. Those damn Bucks won that Super Bowl out there on uh, on Sunday. Did you watch the game? Oh, yes, I was tuned in. 
And that, that was a crazy game. All right, so being from Florida, you got quite a few teams down there. Do you have a favorite NFL team, or is it just kind of, you know, I just um, like players? I'm I'm more of like a player guy, basically. Yeah. So, um, so when when um when the Jaguars when the Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game, they had Leonard Fournette. Um, that that was my favorite team in the league at the time. Um, I like the Dolphins. I like the Bucks. Yeah, but I I say right now I say the Bucks is my favorite team because they signed AB. Hey, the whole world counted him out, myself included. I'll definitely. I mean, I've said it on Bears on Tap, some of our other podcasts. But it's great to see a guy bounce back like that, and someone that you know has so much talent, and just maybe was going through some things, but he was able to weather the storm. And then too, you talk about a guy like Playoff Lenny. I saw a meme about Leonard Fournette the other day, and it was like, you simply cannot go against a running back that is ball by choice. Like, <laughs> and I saw that and I was like, Leonard, Leonard has been bald since LSU. So yeah, he is bald by choice. And he is another guy too that like, like you said, you know, some of these guys are getting counted out. The Jags a couple years back, you know, they had a run. They had Ramsey. They still got Miles Jack over. They had a lot of young pieces. And I think with Trevor Lawrence, presumably going to Jacksonville at number one and Urban Meyer too. They can probably start trending back in that direction. As you know, we see your music sometimes on Spotify and on iTunes. How did you get involved in the music scene? And, you know, how's that been going for you so far? Free Millie. I got to say that free Millie. Um, free Jamel Demons. So I would say when, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, my all my friends, a group of kids that I hung out with, they started rapping and I would be around them. I never took it seriously. I was just freestyling and stuff like that. And then when I got to college and I was away from home, I really leaned on music a lot, like to help me get through those tough times, those like those like slow days, those bad days, you know. And basically when I was going through my injury, the first the first day I got home, um, I was pretty heavily medicated and I, was, I just remember freestyling, like, just laying in bed, just rapping to myself, like, saying, it's going to be all right, you feel me, like, doing that. And then one night, one night, I came I came downstairs, and I told uh, I told my roommates, uh, Trey Sean, uh, Trey Kwan, and Spencer, I was like, hey, y'all boys, you know, I'm, I'm going to start rapping, like, I'm going to take it seriously. <laughs> that was in, like, that was in, like, November of 2019, like, after my injury. Yeah. And so when I came when I came back home to Florida, um, I started going to the studio with my cousins, my birthday route. And I was like, you know, what? I want to tell my story. So let me do that. And I've, li- I've listened to some of your songs. They're, they're pretty good. And the music video quality is always good. I like seeing, you know, and keeping up with what you guys are doing. And then, too, you know, you mentioned Trey Sean. I know he's got a, a couple cousins that are involved in the music industry as well. Uh, we, we had him and as well as uh, Spencer on the show way back over a year ago when we started. We started uh, before the last pro day. Our first guest was actually uh, Kelty. But I got to ask you, you know, as a professional linebacker, you probably grew up watching that. Who was one linebacker that you grew up that you kind of modeled your game after? You know what? I, I really didn't play linebacker. In my, I, I always wanted to be a safety. Okay. So I, I looked at linebackers like, eh. But if I say one linebacker, uh, you know, I'll say Patrick Willis, um, Ray Lewis, guys like that. 
What about safety? Because I, I also played both positions because I was like kind of in between, and then they yeah, figured out I was yeah. too slow, so they put me back up by linebacker. That's, that's safety, not the, you know, that's not the case for you though. You're pretty fast. <laughs> I, I was never I was never up to like even like four eight. Like I was just a slow <laughs> That four eight time don't really matter. It's about it's about Facts. what you do. But uh, for safeties, I would say Ed, Ed Reed and uh, Sean Taylor, those Bob Sanders. Um, Bob Sanders gets forgotten about too because of yeah, his he injuries. Yeah. He was phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, he was a good when he, when he was healthy, and he was he was a little guy too. He was like five eight, two twenty five, just all muscle. Like he was big. All right, so I got, you're back down in Florida. You grew up in Florida. That first DeKalb winter. Right now, if I go outside, which I've had no reason to do so in the last day or two, it's negative five. What was that first winter like for you in DeKalb, being someone that grew up in Florida with good weather? It was, it was brutal, and um, <laughs> I went I went and got the biggest coat I just, I found at Burlington Coat Factory. I didn't care. I got the biggest coat at Burlington Coat Factory, but you know I didn't get gloves or a scarf, so I had to deal with I had to deal with that that wind walking walking to and from class every day from the Georgia, and man, it was tough. But the snow the snow and the cold weather grilled me, and I miss it. I miss it. Yeah, that honestly. So I'm from Illinois, and I just lived in a, a area not too far outside Chicago, but the wind out here is like hurricane level winds. Like it's like you're walking and it's just cutting you down from every direction. And then by the time you get to your class, you're just like, like, I'm not even thinking about class. I'm trying to get warm real quick, real quick. Let me take a break from our interview. So I got to get, you know, transitioned over to our friends over at Manscaped. So fellas, we're in the thick of winter right now and storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. The Manscaped products are here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Whether it's the skin safe technology or the ceramic blade on the lawnmower 3.0, we also have below the waist grooming products such as ball deodorant, ball toner, uh, and then too, if, if you buy the performance package, which this is what they sent me in the mail uh, when we first partnered with Manscaped, you get a whole bundle. You get the lawnmower 3.0, you get the weed whacker, ear, nose, and hair trimmer, you get performance boxer briefs, and it all comes in a nice travel bag. Make sure when you're checking out on manscaped.com to use our promo code ONTAP, you'll receive 20% off your order and free shipping with that order. And you'll make sure to thank Manscaped for making our winter below the waist problems, a non-issue. Back to our interview with uh, Mr. Davis. I apologize. You know, we got to we gotta take care of who takes care of us. We are an official podcast with a sponsor now. So, you know, and if, you know, I know it's not too cold down there, but if you got people that, uh, you know, are in the line for some products like that, you know who to check out. We got some good t-shirts too. Uh, I wore one Super Bowl Sunday just to kind of rep the brand. The first one is the always going to be the one that we, we remember because they took a shot on us and believed on us when nobody else did. So I got to ask you, Thanks. what are your top three stadiums that you got to play in during college? Because you have got you got to play a lot of good non-conference games against heavy-hitting opponents. What are your top three? And then we'll do a quick news segment that I'm implementing on today's show. Top three, I would say um, number one would be Nebraska. Number two would be FAU Stadium because I got to play in front of all my family. Um, and the third one, Husky Stadium. Well, Husky Stadium really number one. Yeah, 
All right, we'll discount. We won't, we won't count Husky. We'll count one more. <laughs> it's my backyard. I, I love that stadium. Disclaimer. I'll say. Oh my goodness! Yeah, right in the mountains, right? View. Yeah, yeah. The mountains and everything behind it is such a such a nice setup. Good scenery. They had a really good squad this year. Their quarterback is expected to go pretty high. Hey, let's go. He was a quarterback there when we played. Last week or two weeks ago, and we had Crawford on. His one of his favorite memories was uh, playing in the Wyoming game against Josh Allen, where you guys like left the field at like three a.m. because it kept getting rained out and and pushed back. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> that was freshman year. That was crazy. First game of the season. Yeah. And yeah. The altitude up there was crazy. Like it's that it's real. It's real what they say about the altitude. Like we start during warm months. It was hard for me. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna tell you. the altitude, like those. Even if you've never had one of those masks on, that first time you go up there and you play, you know, at altitude, it's you're gonna need a lot of water. You might need an inhaler. Those things on the sideline. I don't know if they got those in college. In the NFL, they definitely do the little oxygen masks. But uh, yeah, I I was out in Colorado. Uh, I want to say around Thanksgiving and I played my nephew in one-on-one and he's like college level Juco college level basketball player and dog. I lost the game clearly. And I was just like gas beyond belief after it. So, yeah. So, all right. So I'm going to do a new segment. We're going to call it rapid fire. I'm going to ask you five questions uh, all related to football and you just give me your quick answer. Okay. So first question. Blowing up a running back or a quarterback in the hole or smacking a receiver or tight end over the middle? Uh, running back in the hole. Okay. 3-4 three, or 4-3 four, three defense? 4-3. Four, three. Blitz, run, fill, or pass defense? All three. <laughs> I love that answer. All right. Run down on kickoff or help out on kick return? Run down on kickoff all day long. Okay. So this one's kind of the same. Punt return or punt team? Punt team. Let's go. And then this is – this one, you know, I see a lot of trick plays in the CFL. This one could become a reality. Offensive touchdown drawn up for you or pick six slash scoop and score? Scoop and score. Offensive touchdown. Tight end. We talking running back, maybe a little fullback action. Running back. Okay, perfect. All right. So that, I'm back to the same as running back. Yes, yes, just on the other side of the field. I'm glad you understand that. So – we got a little bit of a, uh, a sneak peek behind your nickname from Coach Jackson when we had Coach Jackson on the show. But can you take us how you got through or how you got the nickname Firm? Firm. So, um, my head coach at Grill uh, Beach High School, Vinny Jankowski, shout out Coach Jake. Um, he was just like, one day he was like, you know what? We're just going to start calling you Law Firm. And um, it's just because I had two last names. And at, at the time, I thought I was the only person who uh who who had that nickname, but it was a dude in the NFL, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. They they called him the law firm too. Um, but yeah, it just stuck with me. It stuck with me. It stuck with me. The firm. It, it started off as law firm. Yeah. Head coach. They, they called on. Everybody started calling me that. Yeah. I just it stuck with me. It's NFL slash CFL firm now, but I, I like saw, I've seen the Instagram tag. And then obviously, you know, we've said, we've had you mention on the show and I think it's an awesome nickname and something you can carry with you. And, you know, maybe some CFL broadcasters will pick it up. We got to get that. We'll get that movement going on Twitter once CFL season starts and hopefully it'll make its way into the broadcast. But 
Looking back, all right, so let's get into your time here at NIU. What are your top three memories from uh, being a football player or a student here at NIU? Um, number one, I would say um, my red shirt freshman year, it was homecoming. And um, <clears throat> I got my first I got my first real snaps and my mom. My mom was there to see it. And I would say um, my second favorite memory would be at, uh, playing at BYU and winning, getting a boneyard victory versus BYU. And then my third favorite memory would be beating Nebraska. That that um that was just an amazing feeling being able to go in there and be a part of be a part of that win. Absolutely, yeah. And those are some big, like you said, some junkyard victories on the road against some big opponents. But the group of guys that you played alongside of were some of the most talented players that we've seen come through at Northern Illinois. Who were some of your closest friends on the team? Um, closest friends, I would say Trey Sean, Trey Corn, um, Spencer. I got close to um my first my freshman year, I was uh, I say Bobby Jones, Jamal Payton, they helped me out a lot. Then Juwan Johnson, as far as as far as learning how to play linebacker and Sutton Smith, me and Sutton had a couple classes together and Shit, we we competed a lot. Like he pushed me, he pushed me to be great. Juwan will be up there in, in Canada this year, right? Yeah, and can't forget about Kyle Pugh. Absolutely. We get him back for one more year, man. One more year. Yeah. Yeah, he's too. Hey, yeah, actually, too. I think <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, we get them both back. They so I graduated in 2020, so like I feel like I'm in like the forgotten class. And then, like, you know, you you left, you do your thing, you know, training for the NFL, now you're in the CFL. But it's like, right. for those upperclassmen that are in that position, I would totally take that, you know, extra year. I know we talked to Crawford about it, and he felt a little bit different yeah. about it. You know, he wants to go be, you know, in the NFL draft. But if you take a guy like, uh, like Lance or Kyle Pugh, who both, again, are going off of injuries right there, it's probably right. good to run it back. They're both great linebackers, and Lance was balling before he went down. I was, I was really, uh, you know, because I got classes with him too, so I was really discouraged to see that. But uh, Devern Rainier actually stepped up pretty good in, in that spot, and there's a lot of freshmen that really stepped up in big spots this year. But I got to ask you, as, as a former player of the program, thoughts on this season and just the program moving forward, maybe some players that we should be on the lookout for as well. Hold on, hold on. Thoughts, thoughts on last season or the upcoming season? We'll go upcoming season because I think the thoughts on last season, you know, it's me and Ethan did a pretty good job painting the positives with the negatives. And it's a tough, it's kind of a tough deal when you got so many underclassmen that are all starting. They all got to kind of learn, you know, you when you showed up and you were 18, it wasn't like you just were able to be the same person you were in high school, you know? So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. But where do you think like, Give us maybe like a one or a three year like progression of how these young players, because I know you got to play alongside plenty of the players that are still with the team, how they'll fare moving forward, especially as two coach Hammock and his staff are now going to be going into their third season. Moving forward, I, I, I think that coach Hammock and his staff will, they will, um, they'll be like, you feel me? It'll be a more complete everything. You know, like this, when you, when you step into a new role, Everything don't go as as planned. You feel me? You gotta you gotta work. You gotta put in the work for what you want. And with 
right now with the current situation, with it being so many underclassmen being able to play, I feel like I feel like those guys in a year, in a year or two, they'll be very experienced and they shouldn't they shouldn't lose to anybody in the Mac with, with um just with that experience alone. Cause it's nothing like it's nothing like having game reps. And I feel like that's how you develop the fastest as a football player, having live reps. So for it to be as many true freshmen and red shirt freshmen and underclassmen guys who are um, out there getting valuable reps right now for the Huskies, I feel like in the future, in the future, this will be like a, a, a force to be reckoned with. See, and I needed to get that from a player's perspective because we always get like the angry people in our comments like, well, what's going on with the team? Why didn't they go 12 and 0? Like all this crazy stuff. And it's like, you can't, you, you don't just build a 12 and 0 football team overnight. You don't just build a MAC championship team overnight. And with the recruiting classes that, you know, they've been able to put together in back to back years. And then, like you said too, like the implementation of those young upperclassmen being able to contribute is always good. Do you have, um, any players that maybe haven't had their chance yet that you think will will pop in the next few years? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who I say, um, Dylan Thomas, um, Jordan Cole. These guys that I've been around and seen put in the work. Um, as far as far as the young guys, I say some some names that popped out to me. I didn't catch too many games. But I think uh, Harrison Whaley yeah. was that runs real back? hard. Yeah, I I seen his name coming up a lot. Um, Nick Rattine, he should keep getting better and be be a great linebacker for us. And um, so, what? Who was it? Some of those freshman guys on the oh, defense. Well, yeah. I was gonna say De- yeah. Devin Lafayette. Yeah, number three. Yeah. yeah. Is he from Florida? Uh, he's from Georgia. Yeah. So Hammock has a really good pipeline with uh, he's had like three, two, three or four Georgia players like each of the last two seasons. So definitely uh, a little bit more of a football state than Illinois, we'll say uh, a lot more of those recruits end up being uh, better. But again, he does a great job on the home front and they do a great job in the Midwest in general, like Iowa, Nebraska, all these different states. And they, you know, they found you in Florida. So, and that, you know, that was with the past coaching staff, but I got to ask you, so you haven't been here maybe in a little bit less than a year, a little over a year, but if you were to get one final meal in DeKalb, where are you going and what are you going to get? Fanaticals or, man, it's so, many, it's so much good food out there. All right, for, all right I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two. I'll probably go to Fanaticals and get a, a seafood platter. Okay. That's it's like $30 for like, they feed you like, feed like three people. And, and then, um, what I eat for my cheat meal, I I would get some wings. I'd probably get some wings from freaking um. Hold on, let me get it. I forgot the name of the place. I'll get some. Dang, I don't even remember the name of the place. It's bad. I'm just say Pizza Pros. Okay, yeah, no, Pizza Pros. Pizza Pros is good. We have not gotten Pizza Pros on here, and and I know Pizza Pros is good because they got those little, like, garlic cheese knots or, like, the pizza. They got a little bit of everything over there. Yeah, and fatties, too. um, The fried coleslaw. Oh my goodness, dude! The the or fry was it the potato salad or whatever, bro? <laughs> it's not even potato salad too. It's just like it's like cheese, this sauce. Yeah, yeah, bro. Oh my goodness, yeah. It's nice and nice and greasy too, too. So it's like 
it's everything you need on the side of like a big nice burger or pulled pork or something like that so all the way there for that as someone who has gone through injuries and you know big injuries where they you know cause you to have a long rehab what are some words of advice that you have to younger athletes that may have, you know, maybe going through an injury now or at some point encounter an injury? Like what should they do to stay in the right headspace and then to, you know, control the physical side of it as well? Um, I would say you have to be self-driven and self-motivated, number one. Number two, I would say um, whatever, like, your, your religious belief or your faith is, I would say, Keep faith. You have to keep faith and exercise or exercise that, and then just keep keep good positive people around you. You know, like through, throughout throughout the process, you're gonna you're gonna want to be out down the field and be able to do everything that your teammates and your peers are doing. So you know, you're gonna you're gonna have those up and downs, those dark times. It's also gonna be good times. So you just you just gotta try to try to balance it all out and just know that it's like at the end of the tunnel, you know, um, there's good doctors out there and we got good, we got a good staff at, at the school as far as, um, training and rehabbing. I, I did, I did, I did a good majority of my rehab at NIU before I left. And those guys, those guys, they did a good job helping me, Heath and Ben and the student trainers. So I say just keep a positive mindset, keep faith and keep good people around you. Yeah, and be self-motivated. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to put it. And, you know, shout out to the NIU athletic training staff. I don't think we've ever uh, received a poor review about whoever it may be that's working over there. Because I know, like you said, there's some student trainers, there's some regular staff and the student trainers change in and out. And just like Ethan and I there, you know, in college doing something that is pertinent towards what their career is. So it makes all the sense in the world. And while you're doing your thing, you know, you're out there on the football field, you know, going after being a professional football player. So, uh, or here. So real quick, what did you uh, finish your degree in at NIU? I finished my degree in corporate communication. Comms guy. Let's go. I'm also a comms guy. It's an amazing degree, but you won't have to use it until you're done on the football field, hopefully. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to use it. I'm using it now. Well, all right, bit. let's go. What are we using it for? Here to promote, here to promote. You got a free spot to promote what you're working on. Let's go. Just from the classes that I took and just the philosophies and, and things that I learned, I, I try to network network with as many people as possible and basically just get myself out there. So that's basically what I all do right now. Let's go. No, and I was going to say, too, I'm an idiot. I don't know why I didn't think of it. Because you do you do music, so, I mean, obviously, you're you're using it some way or another. And I don't know if you produce or edit your own or do anything like that. Maybe you make beats. But where can our listeners find your music at? Um, you guys can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube at Big Firm, B-I-G-F-I-R-M. I got a single with Soldier Kid called No Options, and I basically just talk about, I give a little glimpse into my life and how I felt during my injury and things like that. The linebacker, right? That's what I've seen, the linebacker. linebacker, yeah. Slime season. Black Mamba type of thing. Let's go. I still need to see that offensive play call that gets drawn up for you. I need, like, uh, and I saw it, too, like, 
They do a lot of uh, offensive – they put offensive linemen in there, running back and fullback. There's no reason why they can't get you the ball on the two-yard line. Like, come on now. <laughs> right. I'm going to go over there and make impact, make it happen. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll obviously promote as much as possible uh, when you got games and stuff that's going on, and we'll try and kind of keep track of – you know, because there are quite a few former Huskies that are playing over there. Um, but – Real quick, we're you know we're getting to the end of today's show. Do you have words of advice to the players that are currently playing here at NIU right now, especially during these these testing and weird times to be you know a college athlete with all the testing and crazy stuff that's going on? Number one, I would say control the controllables, and at the end of the day, as an athlete, just stay positive. You know, things might not go might not always go how you want it to go, but you just have a positive outlook on every situation and. Putting the work to be a champion every day. Every day you should want to be a champion. You should want to win every day. And just as Kyle too with the hard way, man. You know what I'm saying? Kyle, Kyle out there is eating the guys. So we're gonna have to get yeah, we're gonna have to get Kyle here on the show at some point. So I'll have to ask him myself and I'll get back to you on that. I'll uh I'll definitely keep you posted because that is something that Every now and then they'll post like a nice uh, like photo quote or something from NIU football. And it's it's true. I mean, you you probably shouldn't be playing if you can't accurately define what the hard way is. You know what I'm saying? Because that's their motto. That's that's who we are here. And I know, right. you know, they're talking more about when we didn't have the Chesick and all these nice facilities. But the hard way means different things to different people and our players and our coaches do a great way of promoting it. And even our former players live by it. So do you have any uh, wrap up thoughts for Husky fans or, or listeners of our show? I love you Husky nation. I'm sorry. I didn't in my career the way I wanted it to, you know, I wanted to go out with another match championship. Um, God had other plans for me, but firm is back. I just want to let y'all know firm is back. Keep up with me. And um, let's go Huskies. And where can we keep up uh, on, on social media, whether it's uh, Instagram or Twitter, to follow your journey? You guys follow me on Instagram at NFL Firm and Twitter if you want to. Twitter, I'll just be uh, – on my Twitter, though, I'll just be – be freestyling and stuff. I'll post workout videos and stuff like that. But Twitter, Twitter more like a personal thing, I guess. We got to boost the Spotify, right? We got to get – we got to get oh, more yeah, listens, yeah. <laughs> more downloads, more subscribes. I'm in that same game. I just uh, – I don't make music. I make uh, I make content. We do interviews. It's kind of like a talk show at this point. That's what we've gotten to. Is it on Spotify? Oh, uh, yeah. This will be on Spotify when we're done, yeah. All right, cool. I'm going um, to subscribe to it and share it. Absolutely. No, we appreciate that, man. Do you have final thoughts, any questions for me before we wrap up the show for here today? Oh, I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, hopefully, we'll do it again in the near future. Absolutely. And I'm I'll, thinking I'll let's – uh, Let's schedule for the other side of the season and we'll do kind of, you know, a checkup on how your first season was over in Canada. And then we could just go from there. That sounds like a plan to me, right? That sounds good. Absolutely. So today we were joined by Antonio Jones Davis, currently of the, is it, it's Edmonton football team now, right? They got rid of the name. Right. They can't, they, um, they should have a name within the next month or so, I'm guessing, before the season starts. Okay. Still nice, still nice, uh, nice jerseys, nice little yellow and green, nice color right. scheme. You're gonna be playing on a little bit of a bigger field. I think it's uh, I think it's a buck twenty. I think it's one twenty with the end zones and to, yeah, and be careful too because the goalposts. 
Goalpost yeah, is right there, bro. Head on a swivel. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm definitely the type of person who hit it too. <laughs> Yeah, you were okay. So on my on my Bears podcast, we've talked about how like you're like that type of linebacker that you just put your head down and you're smacking people, anyone and everyone in your way. Body counts like five people at least to play like just head down smacking people, bro. Like that's the perfect type of linebacker to be in the CFL because, like you said, man, it's it's a little bit different. You're gonna get the high motion, but. You stay true to yourself. You play the game you've been playing for your whole life, and you should excel just like you have at every other level of football. So I really do want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I know you're training real hard. I had a training camp, though, for for coming on the show and and taking time to uh, take the interview. But, yeah, absolutely would love to have you back on on the other side of your season. And then, too, we'll help, you know, promote you know, your plays, you know, if you got highlights that are going out, all that stuff. So, And we'll be writing our own articles. We got that, too. We got that covered. Everything that you need is at ONTAP Sportsnet. But we want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode of Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Manscaped and brought to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. Today we were joined by former NIU linebacker and current Edmonton football team linebacker Antonio Jones Davis. Ahead of his rookie season, he'll be heading off to training camp here in May. Go ahead and, you know, give him a follow. Wish him luck out there in Canada. It's going to be great to see him get back out on the field after all the opportunities he had here in DeKalb. But we do thank everyone for listening. And go Huskies. Let's go Huskies. I got drink on living left in the kitchen with magic. I got drink on living left in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart away.